welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Right, okay, hello, welcome to episode 507, I think it is, of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you, Sean? I am amazing. Yeah, nice yeah. to see you again in person, dropping in. Yeah, I, I had uh, what I hope is my final echocardiogram after my surgery, and I think I'm done now. You say you think because you weren't, you didn't get a clear analysis. Yeah, I won't get the, the full results for a week, but everything seemed okay. Yeah. So I, I reckon that the next thing will be, we'll see you in a year's time. Yeah, the alarms didn't go off or anything no, like that, no. and uh, they didn't no. rush you into no. operating. No, no they theater. normally do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Very good. So what does that I mean? Have you been increasing your uh, cardiovascular? Have you been going for jogs anyway? Uh, or? No, because you, you, you're supposed to do it under supervision. So I'm, uh, I'm going to try and get supervised. As in what, strapping all those monitors to yourself while you, or just... Yeah, but also having some kind of programme set up by a, a, a cardio rehab specialist. Uh-huh. No, I mean, that kind of... Interesting, all right. Yeah. Cool. Progress, that sounds good. Um, yeah, liveinthepresent.co.uk is our website. Hello to any new listeners out there. You can get all the show notes and links on there. Sean has written a blog post, or will will have done by the time this comes out. Yeah. Um, accompanying today's show, we're talking about war today, and the, like the, well, we'll come on to that. But hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we're not at war by the time you uh, listen to this. But strange times on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, yeah. So we'll just dive straight in because you've sent me a blog post that you wrote uh, in 2019 about this pretty much similar topic, um, and things seem to have come back again now um, because people. Well, the news is a bit strange at the moment. Obviously, we've had this crazy, horrible situation. Um, Israel, Palestine, that is still ongoing, and that's kind of seeping out into other strange things on planet Earth in terms of um, shipping lanes and Houthis and Syrian and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. uh, things that are maybe escalating. Um, but yeah, go on, Sean, because you've, you've been getting. Uh, People well, I, a bit nervous, I, I, over the last few months, it's been building uh, with all the um, the stuff going on in Gaza, um, and uh, people have been saying to me, you know, "Do you think we're going to have another world war?" kind of thing. And one of the problems that's happening at the moment is that people are now predicting <clears throat> that we're going to be at war with Russia within so many years, and should we be doing conscription again, all that kind of stuff, mm. and. One of the things that I fear for us as human beings is that we feed it so much that we make it happen. Right. You know, uh, I don't want to go to war with anybody, but if we keep talking about it and preparing for it, does that mean we're going to do it? Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we'll come on to that because that's an interesting side in terms of inducing demand for something that you don't want. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, obviously complicated because... You need to be prepared for certain things in life sometimes, don't you? So you can see what you can see the argument for uh, for preparing because yeah, yeah, we should prepare for certain eventualities yeah. in life. But anyway, very complicated. Uh, the interesting thing about what you've sent me a blog post from well November 
2019. I'll put a link to the old one and, in fact, the, the podcast, which was episode 337, way back when. Um, interesting time then. And it's worth reading and recapping maybe on what we... I haven't mm. listened back. But the interesting thing for me in terms of that time frame was that was the end of 2019 was right, well, unbeknownst, three, four months later, planet Earth was on lockdown um, mm-hmm. because COVID, well, it's COVID-19, yeah. so little did we know then that the yeah. virus was yeah. starting to do its thing and yeah. uh, absolutely amazing, terrifying, but fascinating time for yeah. human beings. We're just, yeah. <laughs> we had no idea. So I guess mm-hmm. we should listen back to what we were saying around then because it's a good, good example of, how quickly things can change mm. in, in lives, you know, not just for a small number of people, but for mm. billions of people within the space of a few months. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow, probably worth listening back and thinking back to what we were all doing then and how we were, how quickly our lives changed. And But when you look at it now, because the reason why I hooked that blog out um, and I'll, I will kind of rewrite it around the current situation but is is the world that much different now mm. looking at it um, and at the time when I wrote it there were problems with Palestine Israel Iran Syria North Korea Iraq you know it was all Russia Ukraine it was all going on and it's and it in a sense it's got worse <laughs> well maybe yeah. yeah and you know from my angle you know it's we point we point and look over there but you know obviously we are deeply interlinked with all that in terms of our history and our dependence on the stuff that they're selling over in mm-hmm. that part of the world that we're mm-hmm. digging out the ground and we're burning over here to get to the shops and that kind of thing and but that uh, whole business at the moment about the uh, the hooters uh, attacking the shipping the shipping that they're attacking is the shipping that's bringing all that stuff to us yeah and it will be going through the Suez Canal, but it can't if it spins out. So it has to come the long way around, which increases the cost. I know. Imagine. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so weird, isn't it? And you know, obviously, we've kind of had a very hands-off role in terms of the situation in Gaza, in terms of mm-hmm. calling out some terrible things that are happening. But then, as mm-hmm. soon as the cost of petrol and our groceries is there, and the ability to get boxes of trainers in the ports in the UK is under threat then hang on a minute yeah the jets are scrambling anyway so uh, it's complicated you know I'm not saying uh, I'm not passing judgment too but much just yet it's complicated stuff isn't it and uh, my word what a strange world we live on but yeah Yeah. so you're saying in recent weeks and months you're noticing conversations you're having with people I'm having I'm having people with anxiety really Mm. um, that are worrying um, especially I, I had a lady who um, just found she was pregnant and um, unintentionally pregnant <clears throat> and she was her main concern was what am I bringing this child into it was that kind of conversation yeah, yeah. I'm she, I mean yeah I'm, I'm not one to downplay this stuff either you obviously deal with people who and we're speaking to people now listening to this show hopefully trying to learn and improve uh, their mental state mm-hmm. Um but uh, what, what am I saying? I've completely lost my train of thought. That's Alzheimer's. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. So we're going to get the medication in on the boat, so you'll be all right. Yeah, be my, my point is that um, are things getting worse, or is this? I mean, if you go back, I don't know, ten, fifteen, twenty years, fifty, sixty years to the Cold War, nervousness and that kind of thing. 
Is this just a, like a constant level of worry that can rise and fall slightly, but always is always exists in in the human mind? Like the, are we just do we have an inbuilt, um, like instinct to be nervous and worry about in imminent I, death? I, I think that um, the human beings worrying about their safety has kept us safe throughout evolution, and I think that's a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but when does having an awareness of threat turn into um, something that becomes an anxiety issue. And that phrase about what you feed grows, what you starve dies, is that the more that we worry about going to war with Russia, the more likely it is that it happens. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, it comes to that bigger scale stuff. But, I mean, on a small scale, you know, there's things we probably do, and I do every day without really thinking about it instinctively to keep myself safe, you know? And, you know, if I'm walking... Uh, walking the dog late at night and I see some someone or something looking a bit dodgy uh, coming towards me, I might cross the road or I might take a slightly different route to avoid it or, you know, stay mm-hmm. on a lit path, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, when I'm out and about riding my bike, I'll take certain routes to keep myself safe, um, uh, that kind of thing. So we do on a small scale, we do little things to keep mm. ourselves safe all the time. We, we, mm. There is an inbuilt part of our brain that... Um, yeah. On a larger scale, from a, a species and uh, kind of thing, I guess, yeah, we're starting to see governments. I'm, I'm just thinking, I'll put a link in the notes, but there's been chatter in the news in recent week or two, the recent week or two about conscription and the idea of kind of building our military base in terms of personnel in the UK, yeah. um, which is, yeah, I'm not saying I've never heard it in my whole life, but uh, I guess... You know, when I was a kid, there was never any chance that I was going to be forced to go and join I just the, missed it. Did you? Yeah, it stopped. What's just, your story then? Just, well, everybody was went off for uh, conscription, but um, I just missed it. <laughs> um, they just stopped it. And what would you would yeah. you have done it anyway? Or, or can you remember? You don't. You have any choice? Well, I mean, there's no choice, but some people manage to do certain things to get out of it. Or to I'm be thinking, mad. Or can you be a conscientious objector? Yeah, I have got a relative. Well long since passed but i believe uh was a conscientious objector not mm-hmm. a, not an easy thing to do you know in the war you got put in prison didn't you i think so yeah i need to find out that story it's on, on my wife's side but i need to uh yeah check that side but um you know a reasonable moral standpoint and fair lose but mm-hmm. yeah i'm thinking black adder in terms of sticking pencils up your nose and yeah, yeah. we're not wanting to go and fight yeah. on the front line in the in the Pretending trenches you're mad but uh, war has changed a lot. You know, it's mm. kind of very te- technology-driven so Would it be now. a case of if there's another war that you're not going to be sat home watching it on the computer? Yeah, war oh, via... Oh, look at those. Oh, those, well, those, those drones coming in there. Look, look. War via mm. Zoom or Teams, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> mm. Shouldn't laugh. Um, yeah, I mean, that's hopefully one of those things that we won't need to find out. But yeah, um, I mean... I've seen some weird interviews on the telly, like quite rich, posh people telling telling us that we need to send our kids off to battle and then they get asked, would you do it? Well, of course I wouldn't. No, 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 of course not. But yeah, I've got two lads, you know, youngish, obviously not old enough to do it now, but mm. eight, nine, ten years from now, who yeah. knows where we'll be and will I be... By ha- the time we've got a world war going, they'll be right primed for it. I know, yeah. Will I be, yeah, mm. will I be sending them off there or what will war look like from there? And we'll be saying Cooper, you know, the mad dog. The mad dog, Cooper, You, we wouldn't send you out there, would you? I think yeah. Cooper is the kind of creature that can solve World War. He's, that, he's a bit annoying, obviously, at times, but 
he's that gorgeous and adorable. I, I think you could just send him into battle and everyone would just throw down their weapons and just Go, kind of give him a cuddle. So maybe that's our secret weapon, Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> just everyone. Maybe I should. He's good therapy, you know, for everyone, really. Yeah. He, he just wants to be hugged and cuddled and uh, mm. looked after. Maybe that. Maybe he is the answer. Mm. Are you the answer to, to World War Cooper? Maybe. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you look when you see your average lead, world leader? Um, uh, psychopaths. <laughs> is that across I, I mean, the board? I mean, I do. I've actually um, kind of done the outline of a book called The um, the Rise of the Successful Psychopaths because Oof. they are everywhere. Eesh. You know. Hey, I'm, well, I'm a low-level politician myself, obviously. Well, so, there you go. That's exactly what... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that's something? I mean, is that something just built into the trait of a, someone that's leading a, a nation or a, a? I very often people that want to lead are that way inclined. You, you get two kinds of people. You get the kind of people that do genuinely want to serve others, uh, and you get the people that want to have all the glory. Yeah. And and have their name up in lights. You know, um, they're the dangerous ones, um, and there are some people that will kind of share things to the bitter end, you know, mm. and we'll, we'll always look after others. Yeah, you do wonder as well, like, war in the age of social media will be an interesting thing because um, we have so much more insight into the lives of people, our potential, um, the people we might be going up against and fighting. Mm. Um, we can see video and interviews mm. Any any time we want of life in that other part of the world, you know. So mm. I know, uh, obviously, Putin is the evil bad bad guy, you know. Um, but I'm sure, and I've seen, you know, your average Rus Russian citizen's pretty sound, you know. And uh, mm. people are people. It's not like we can. Well, we can actually. There is technology out there, and obviously, in certain parts of the world, technology is heavily restricted, so that you can't learn about life elsewhere. Mm. Maybe that's something that we might start to see a bit more of. I mean, I, I travelled all over the world on my own uh, with a backpack. And my experience of human beings is the majority of people are lovely. Yeah. Yeah, you get the, the minority, which are bonkers, but they're the ones that have the most power. Mm. You know, the, the, the silent majority are the ones that are just nice people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the people... You know that need to be leading, need to have a name, need to be you know be famous, whatever. And that's okay if it comes out as kind of celebrity social media stuff. You can be as mad as you want, but if it's got to be power, that's the problem. Mm. Yeah, again, I saw a little documentary about some a couple of fellas that cycled from fin Finland to Singa Singapore a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, through all those really dangerous places, you know, mm. and the whole route, aside from a short section where there was a bit of a tribal mm. fight going on, the way they had to be escorted, mm. it was for like, you know, 10 miles, the rest mm. of it was just glorious, and every, mm. everyone they met was just, just wanted to learn about where but they were it, from. But it was like there was a time when you could walk down the Khyber Pass, and you meet some lads coming the other way with the bandoleros and bullets all over them and big guns. And uh, they'd some say, oh, hi, what are you doing here? You know, and you'd have a chat, and then they'd go on their way, you go on your way. Yeah. You know. so. um, and, the, and that kind of interest in like, who are you, where would you come from, mm. turns into, you know, you're dangerous and you're a foreigner and you're this and you're that. You know? Yeah. 
which was e easier to peddle that kind of stuff when governments control the press and still do and control the means of information. Now things are a little bit more democratic, or they should, they can be. Oh, but have you heard the latest thing? Is it? It's was it the Telegraph? Which is the the newspaper that yeah the, is it the United Arab Emirates or someone wants to buy uh, or somebody I did see that the Telegraph yeah. was up for grabs and it's a right wing it's a right leaning paper yeah um, but I think it was going to get potentially bought by someone with a bit more left leaning and to, yeah mm. which would be interesting yeah. Uh, but yeah if it's getting if a I mean it's it is open to attack the media isn't it and social media too you never quite know and especially in the world of ai and you know you can make deep fake videos and audio of anyone's voice and mm. face that's kind of so there are pitfalls out there as well but it's like is the bbc independent mm. because it's reliant on the taxpayers money is it controlled by the government but quietly yeah who knows? We could do whole. Yeah. We could have a big conversation about that kind of thing. Yeah. But that, they're the kind of things. If things do start to ramp up, mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see some weird, weird stuff. We will anyway, because um, there's an American election later this year, which is going to be such a drain on time and energy. And uh, like, I'm going to try and avoid too much social media and yeah. news, because it as Trump kind of starts to ramp up, it's going to get a bit feisty. I think in it. And and that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, Trumpy has a lot of bad press. Um, and I don't know whether he's the full shilling. I've never spoken to him. But his, um, uh, he might be a little bit on the kind of arrogant spectrum. And uh, does that mean he's a safe person? Mm. You know? Yeah. And, and if it was a power battle between Putin and Trumpy, you know, where do you go with that? So, I know. I guess I try not to worry about it too much because given the whole weird Brexit leave remain stuff that we went through in six, seven years ago, eight years ago nearly now, gosh, mm -hmm. I don't want to put myself through that again in terms of worrying about, maybe this is a lesson here for folks, not spending too much of my own energy worrying about stuff that I have no control over. Really. And that's the point, isn't it? And that's what I'm saying to people, people that come to me that are having anxiety issues. It is about... None of us know what's going to happen tomorrow or the week after. Um, but all we can do is deal with the moment, deal with today. Yeah. You know, and make sure that your interactions with other people are the best and the most positive they can be. And your interactions with yourself are the best and the most positive they can be. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, well, it took me down the local politics route in the end, which is maybe mm. not the best for my mental health all the time, because it does bring out some really interesting responsibilities that you know I've kind of put myself up for but at the same time I do really enjoy um, the impact you can have locally on small scale stuff so I mean I make I am on some quite important committees and I'm you know signing off quite a lot of potential money for redevelopment of Birkenhead for example you know, mm -hmm. tens of millions of quid of potential investment etc but at the same time the stuff I really love doing is uh, helping out people fixing streetlights mm. and had a resident call me about medication issue with a, from the local pharmacy, which actually I can't really do much about, but I think she just appreciated chatting mm. to someone about and getting a bit of advice on which direction to but go. Do you find that as a, uh, a council, 
member though that you could actually talk to organisations or a school or a, oh yeah so, definitely and um, they would listen to you more because you're a council yep I've had an email from a school this morning about traffic obviously parking issues and I'm visiting one on Thursday to do some work there yeah uh, so it's real um, yeah local stuff that has an instant almost instant impact so uh, mm. maybe that's where yeah as much as good fun it is as watching Newsnight mm. and Question Time and uh, News at one. Uh, local politics is where it's at, man. Then you can make, mm. yeah, you can make an impact there. Mm. So, I you know, you don't have to be a politician. You know, my walk to school this morning, I met people along the way that I see every morning as we walk in, and I met a local foster carer who we see every now and then. She's got another set of kids at the moment, so we had a little chat and just put the world to rights a bit. And... But if you think about it, the smallest political group that we're involved with is our family. Yeah. And it's like, what are we doing in our family? Let me. Uh, do- I'll just let the dog out. You keep talking. Yeah, no. Re re put a thing up on the wall in our house, a printed thing that said, it says, if you if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Ah. And and that's true, is it? It's like go home and love your colleagues. Go home and love your people in your school. Go home and and love your your community. Yeah. You know. Um. Totally. Yeah. Without getting too kind of. Um, like romantic about it uh, you know families are complicated and mm. you know I love my kids and my wife as much as anyone we do spend a lot of time together um, but you know we argue as well and we have yeah. little scraps here and there and you know mm. my, my eldest lad's getting to that age where he's starting to push back a bit and wants you know so we're always sparring and scrapping and arguing but mm. we always say goodnight to each other and he always asks me to make sure I plug his phone in before he goes to sleep and uh, we always make kiss and make up, and um, yeah. you know, so all that kind of stuff, all those little problems along the way, mm. uh, are yeah, mm. yeah, worthwhile, aren't they? Mm. But we're at a point, it would seem to me, in history where we we can go one or two ways with this. We can either focus on the negative and, and create the negative, or we can focus on the positive. And that whole thing, like keep leaning on the mouth, if we look after each other, we'll all be all right is so true. Mm. And it's like, if we could just do it at this time, you know, with all the conflicts that are going on. Um, yeah, and a good, good example now is just reversing out of the uh, the house opposite us. So there's, a, there's an elderly lady that lives um, mm. over the way from me and she's she's getting to the end, really, if we're honest. Mm. She's an amazing lady and she's mm. proper focus of the, this little community. Mm. But I think she had a fall a couple of days ago where she did because um, mm. there's people peering in the window. She has mm. carers coming quite regularly through the days, looking in on her. Thankfully, she's fine. She had a fall, but she just couldn't get up. And um, mm. But people are looking after her. There's people coming and going. Neighbours were knocking. I was checking in everyone if, if they needed help. And now she's she's back out. Uh, she's just got a little electric scooter out, so she's nipping to, nip to the shop. So... Uh, um, just checking she doesn't need any help. But anyway, as long as you're yeah. looking after your family, yourself, your neighbours, mm. that kind of permeates. But and... it's like if you look around you, are there people around you that do need some help or attention? Yep. Yeah. Cooper needs some help. He needs to come back yeah. in. Yeah. Who are you helping though, Sean? I help everybody that I can. I mean, and, and that that's a reality for me. It's like I, I can't walk past someone in the street who needs help. <laughs> whether they're being victimised at something or whether they are, 
you know, genuinely in, in need of something. I can't walk past it. I have to get involved. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, do you think, to your own detriment, though, do you think you take on too much? Sometimes. But it's like, um, can you can you step over somebody who's kind of bleeding in the gutter and think, oh, I'm busy at the moment? Yeah. All right. And it's like, you know, I, I know that when <laughs> when I've been in need, people have appeared and, and helped me. And uh, I try and repay that, help other people. Yeah. Mm. So, All right. To me, uh, that makes sense. There's a paragraph at the end of your post three year, four years ago, whatever it was, five years ago. I'm left with the idea that until human beings wake up enough to realise that mutual cooperation, happiness and prosperity are available to us all, if we choose to accept it, mm. then, then conflict and war, <coughs> excuse me, will be our natural default position. Oof. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's it, isn't it? Five years on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, you know, okay, <clears throat> maybe there are problems uh, in Israel and in Palestine, but can't we just sit down and sort it out? You know, really? We can. Will we? Let's or see. do we have to kind of beat each other into submission and then sit down and sort it out? Mm. Mm. Yeah, and have another treaty and shake mm. hands, you know, after yeah. millions of deaths. Oh, celebrate, let's shake hands. Oh, mm. we did it. Yeah, but mm. we could have done all this at the start. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're very silly, aren't we? Mm. Yeah. Okay, all right, cool, interesting. Well, we'll see where it takes us and... Yeah, hopefully we'll be mm. back again in a week or two to yeah. chat and things We're haven't escalated. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, all right, Sean, um, have you got a resource or yeah, anything my, you want to look to? My resource is about stop overthinking. So it's, it's a book, which has got a useful little book. Um, and it is that what you feed grows, what you starve dies. And if we keep going over and over, and that's one of the problems with the news. I know lots of people that stop listening to the news. I like to listen to the news to stay informed. Yeah. But I don't want to be uh, sort of over laid with it all you mm. know what I mean I just I want to know what's going on yeah but I don't I just don't don't want to be swamped um and I think if you keep going over and over and over you swamp yourself mm. yeah agreed okay I'm going to link to a YouTube vid I'm just going to type it in before I forget um by a chap on YouTube called Bald and Bankrupt that's, that's his channel <laughs> and he does these amazing um travel vlogs where he goes to war zones and <laughs> You know, films mm. is he just mm. goes around the streets. He's so he's a big British fella, bald head, tall. He goes around in sunglasses with a, a GoPro or whatever, and he just mm. people come to him in the street, and he gives maybe sometimes gives them the cash. He'll take taxi rides and buses and trains all over the world, and he's just done one in Pakistan, I think it was. Well, he's just been out there uh, mm. very recently, um, and amazing, just insight mm. into these places that you would never. Mm. Dare, dare to visit, but he mm. do, he's got the guts too. So yeah, mm. really, really interesting. But my experience is that most of those places, if you do go there, is that pe the majority of people are okay. Yeah, They're well, he, he's yeah. living proof of that. And yeah. he, he before that, he just did the kind of there's a route you can take through from like South America to to North America, an illegal route where you pay to go across, and he did it. <laughs> recently and met these amazing folks out in the jungle that were doing it as well and mm -hmm. you know it wasn't easy by any stretch and really real hardship along the way but mm -hmm. um lived to tell the tale mm -hmm. amazing channel like mm -hmm. this is the kind I'll of tell, I'll listen. kind of thing you won't see on the bbc generally mm -hmm. but uh, <laughs> yeah all right all right yeah. take care sean i'll see you next time um me too
Ta-da. Take care.